0: Hello, and welcome to The Delicious Truth with Gloria Cotton. I'm Gloria. During this podcast, we're going to cover a variety of topics that are impacting our everyday lives. We'll look at four things for each topic. One, the absolute empirical truth. That's all about the facts and data. Then we'll look at the personal experiential truth, and that's about how those facts and others do and don't show up in people's lives and their experience of them. Next, the consequential, impactful truth, the difference this makes in people's lives. And finally, you'll hear about resources and solutions you can use to empower yourself and others. Welcome back to the Delicious Truth Podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking with Megan Davis Lightman. And our topic today is great leadership. What is it? Why? And how it matters? And the highlights and lowlights of leadership. Let's jump right in. Megan Davis Lightman. I am so excited that you are my guest on this podcast. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let me tell the people a little bit about you and why I'm so excited about you and why I love you so much. She is the CEO and founder of the Davis Consulting Group Incorporated, also an independent board director and advisor with over 25 years of successfully partnering with business leaders and board of directors um, of some of the most challenging industries. I'm talking about challenging way before coronavirus or anything, just, you know, startups, folks that have been around for a long time, don't ever want to change. She's working with them, okay? Guiding them through critical strategic decisions that deliver transformative impact for not only their business, but the people that work there and the products and services and the people they serve. Megan brings a record of aligning diverse organizational cultures, after mergers and acquisitions and helping them set up for it and through it, creating seamless integrations. And as an insightful board partner and driver, Megan is adept at steering board meeting dynamics through all the stuff that these people bring strategic planning, board governance, conflict resolution, leadership development and business growth. Lord have mercy You would love her too if you know her, and I'm giving you an opportunity, and I know that means you're going to love me right now. Okay? I'm just saying. Today, Megan, thank you. We're going to be talking about, for your edification, y'all, great leadership. What in the world is it? Why and how it matters? In other words, the bottom line, the highlights and the lowlights of
1: leadership. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much, and what a treat it is for us to come full circle and connect in this forum. It's just so fabulous. It's delicious, isn't it? Yes.
0: So let's jump on in it because you got a lot to share. Give us a few facts about
1: leadership. Yeah. So leadership is not necessarily something you're born with. It's a it's a learned behavior. In other words, it's a skill. Leaders are often the product of the books they read, the people they listen to, and the people that they surround themselves with. It's important to use characteristics and traits to uncover leadership actions and leadership styles and make sure to separate personality out of the equation. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Okay. So name a couple of people
0: that you would say are great leaders. And yeah. then what are some of their characteristics
1: that you mentioned? Mm-hmm. So. Harry Truman comes to mind. Mm-hmm. That's an oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. Um, he really was an advocate that not all readers are leaders, but all leaders must be readers. And Clinton, Obama, uh, Bush, one readers. I can't say what our current president is, So we'll move into the importance of reading and collecting new information. We also know that leaders have vision and they know how to communicate it. Strategic leadership is really about the ability to focus and and communicate the destination. That's about vision. Mm-hmm. The second part of the equation to strategic leadership is about culture and culture is like seeing the organization's values in action. So those are the behaviors we want to spend some time delivering on. So people know how to live the values every day when they go to work. Mm. Does that make sense? That does make sense. I'm thinking how
0: There's got to be more to it than that, because I'm thinking through history. You mentioned some leaders that have had good impact on people and the national culture and the world. Yes. But there are people who have had the power of influence. Yes. And they have aligned with their values, which are not about helping anybody other than themselves. So I, I know we're talking about leaders, but I want to take a, a moment to step back to talk about the people who are being led. Yes. yes. What are the things, and I know we hadn't planned this, but this is up for me. What, yeah. what is it that we need to be mindful of? So we don't fall in the trap of someone who's charismatic, someone who's powerful, someone who is a snake charmer, Someone who knows how to massage your fears and seduces you into doing the most outrageous stuff that you might yeah. really have said, I would never do that. But there you are, Bubu, on CNN, MSNBC, and maybe even on Fox, okay, doing this crazy mess. What do we need to look for as leaders to be sure we're not
1: snake charming? Yeah, yeah. so there's... There are many things that we can look for. One critical thing comes to mind. We have to take a look at um, whether or not that leader is making a suggestion or creating the description of his or her vision um, to benefit the whole. Mm. As opposed to serving a personal agenda. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and when a, yeah, go ahead. When a leader really works to advance the whole organization and works to the the betterment of it, and is making transparent decisions, and then can connect the dots as to why those decisions will help forward movement to the desired vision. Um, chances are people are going to be into it because they'll understand what's in it for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the leadership that you described is really about uh, that kind of leader is leading from his or her ego as opposed to setting setting a, an agenda that benefits the whole. That's and really that- it.
0: That's a that's a word that keeps it keeps coming up and it keeps standing out for me. The whole yeah. and everyone, the whole and everyone, not just one segment of the corporation. What would it be like for a CEO to say, "Well, I'm doing this. This is helping um, uh, the IT department, but not yeah. anybody else that
1: IT works with." Yeah, exactly. You know, to exactly. To so, what does that do for, exactly? What does that do for operations? What yeah. does that do for the sales force? Thank you. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. IT, IT is great. It's it's terrific even when that's the, the service that you're selling. Um, but you really have to make sure that you're being an equal and fair leader.
0: Yes, yes. And so uh, the second thing was you said they're making transparent decisions. Yeah. And you know what? You can be transparent. When you are thinking about the betterment and involving and engaging the whole, instead of, now let's bring it to our nation, where we have only a segment of the population. And it wouldn't even matter if it was the majority. Yeah. What about the minority then? But it's not the majority. It's a sliver of our country, of our national demographic.
1: Yeah, and you're really talking about a vocal minority, mm-hmm. and and I I know you're speaking about the current presidential administration. Mm-hmm. That would be Donald Trump. Go ahead. Yeah, and look, there's an election coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The people of this country need to remember and really make the effort to touch in with themselves, take a look at their lives. Are they better off than when this administration started? Yes. We're in the middle of a global pandemic, right? This moment, it's not going to last forever. We're going to make it through this regardless of who our leader is. Mm -hmm. Um, History will reflect the majority memory here. And and I, I think yeah, and it, it's, and it, important, it's important, important that we meet it with the empathy and non-judgment that great leaders are really known for. Okay, so empathy
0: and lack of judgment. That doesn't mean there's not assessment and evaluation and measurement. Absolutely, that's different. And also, looking at how this is impacting one segment, and then how does that ripple affect all the others? I want people to understand that if it's good for you, but it sucks for me. Yeah. How long is it going to be good for you? Yeah. Because my suckaliciousness is going to eventually map over to you. This is what I want, and I think great leaders are able to let people know that we all are in this together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, Gloria, you're really talking about, you know, some characteristics or attributes that I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. I just Mm -hmm. think she hits it. She just hits it out of the park. And she's got all that great data to support her. And she's incredibly articulate and entertaining and I can go on. But, you know, we're really talking about the intersection of determining what's going to be best for the whole in this country. And also understanding where we personally are and our ability to recognize the needs of the whole. And I, I didn't watch the news this morning, but we're coming up on 35 million people who are unemployed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we've not seen that in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I hope we never see it again. But until the people who run our government can get in touch with the experience of those 35 million people, like get in touch with it, understand it, meet with them, understand their annual budgets, how much health care costs. Until our government understands those aspects and really starts to bring the whole along, We're always going to be in a contentious back and forth between parties. Um, I do think if we get a more collaborative leader in place, regardless of who it is, regardless of what party they're in, if if he or she can be more collaborative and inclusive. Everybody will win. Yes. And if we don't, everybody will lose. Yes.
0: So, I mean, it depends on what motivates you. Some people are incentivized by the positive. I want more. Some people are incentivized by the negative. I'm going to get less. Yes. Whatever floats your boat. Right. Understand that this pitting us against each other is not what
1: great Leaders do. It is not everybody it's has not. to have a voice. Everyone, yeah, yeah. And you know, great leaders inspire and motivate people. Right? They're yeah. they're interested in doing that. So you know, they communicate a clear picture um, of what they want to accomplish. They connect emotionally mm. with people by being great listeners. Mm-hmm. So people who don't listen. They're never going to get it. They're just not going to get it because they only listen to what's currently in between their ears. And if you aren't keeping up with your reading, if you're not working with a coach, if you're not working on professional and personal growth and development, there's only right. There's only so much that you're going to be able to do. Um,
0: I, love that. I love that. And another thing that great leaders do is surround themselves with other great people.
1: And frequently what I'll tell you, you know, I've led my organization for nearly 30 years. I have led teams through some of these major integrations, uh, with different companies around the country. And I will tell you, um, You've got when you're in a position of leadership like that, not only do you need to lead the change, but you've got to understand the organization that you're leading and make sure that you have the culture that backs you up. Right. And so the people that you surround yourself with, in my case in particular, I, I find people who are smarter than me in areas that are not my strength. So I leverage my strengths to the hilt mm-hmm. and then I fill in with areas that are not my strengths. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's how we become successful. I mean, that is truly the model that I built my firm on.
0: And as someone who has worked with you and knowing that that's the truth, one of the things you also do that great leaders do is they're not intimidated by other people who compliment them and they acknowledge it. They give those, they celebrate those people. They uplift those people so that it's safe for those people to come to you and give you the good news, the bad news, the ugly news, all of it because the coming is the greatest news. The coming and presenting that is the greatest news. So I don't have to hide the truth from you because you're
1: worthy of my trust. Right. Yeah. And I'm a great leader because I spend the time with you and understand the emotions behind what makes things important to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that way you begin to trust me just as I trust you. But why do you think people don't do that? People who say they aspire to be leaders. Why do you think they don't do that? So um, I think the leaders that don't do that haven't developed their vulnerability and courage skills. What do you mean when you say that? Yeah, I think it means that, you know, people who are not asking questions and finding people in the realm that are smarter than they are in certain areas. They're not okay saying, I don't know, or I'm not the expert in this. And I got news for you. There is not one person that's an expert in everything, period, period. (laughs) So, so unless you are relying on the team that you create to, to surround yourself with, if it, if it's a one man, one woman show, It's not going to, the show's not going to last that long. So have you worked with an organization
0: that maybe had a leader who didn't demonstrate all these positive attributes and characteristics? And then what did the new leader coming in? Have you experienced it where they turned it around? What did they have to do in order to turn it around? Yeah.
1: Yes, I have. On many occasions. yes. Um, I'll, I'll tell you there's a uh, a qualifying couple of questions that I use with clients when we're beginning an engagement. and it's usually before the engagement. And I try and understand, you know we'll go in and do an assessment of what's actually going on, because as you said in your intro, people invite us in to do what they think they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it often misses the point entirely. So they'll pick a symptom, not the root cause. So we go in for the root cause. And often the root cause <laughs> is perpetuated by the leader. hmm Mm -hmm. And so if that leader isn't comfortable with making a personal change in order to benefit the whole, um, we find out really quickly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. my role as the CEO of the firm to make sure they're going to be receptive. So I often have to ask narcissistic leaders um, what their role in the dysfunction is, and it's super clear from the get go who's interested in having that conversation and who isn't. Yes, yes. But it's yes. an important question that I insist that we uncover uh, before we sign any papers, because then it just becomes a, just you know a, a waste of time if they're not mm-hmm. interested and if mm-hmm. they're perpetuating the dysfunction, they can do that with another consulting firm. So here we are. I'm just getting ready to call it. Come on. Um, we uh,
0: the United States of America citizens can't say get another consulting firm because we are it. We are yep. it. Yes. So what are the things we need to be looking for in our next president? So because good. there's a lot. That that person is going to have to do. Yep, get us even center. Yeah, all the way to everybody feeling welcome, um, down,
1: respected and hurt. What? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question. So here are the things that I think we're going to need to look for in our oh. next leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to want to, for your listeners, I encourage you to maybe jot some of these down or. Um, you know, just on a little sticky or wherever you write your notes, because I think you ought to be considering the leader of your company, Mm -hmm. uh, your manager, maybe um, the director of your uh, department. Um, So check it out. One major thing that will be different from what we currently see uh, that we want to look for is emotional intelligence uh in in our next leader and in leadership great leadership in general for people who who aren't as up on it as they as some others might be emotional intelligence is really the ability to recognize and manage our own emotions in an interaction as well as the emotions of the people that we're talking to so it's manage yourself and other emo- others' emotions um, during an interaction. And of course, in order to do that, those leaders are using their skills in empathy, developing and building relationships, having a pretty realistic level of self-awareness. They know how to collaborate, they know how to communicate, and you can their self-confidence shows through. Mm So So let me
0: ask you, what's the difference between self-confidence and arrogance?
1: Yeah, sure. Arrogance is thinking you have all the answers. Self-confidence right away. If someone is confident, they will say, that is an excellent question, and I do not know the answer to it. I can find out. And as soon as I find out, I'm going to get right back to you. That's that's the difference. Gotcha. gotcha. Does Thank that you. make sense to you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pretty simple, we boiled it down, but that's in essence what it is.
0: And back to your point about there's not one person on the planet Past, present, or future, who knows everything about everything. Right. There isn't, and right. I don't even understand how people can let those words mm-hmm. come out of their mouths. But this is where the leadership now has to be our own individual leader. Yep. To say, wait a minute, no, that dog won't hunt right there. No, yeah. that's not, no, no, no. I don't care. I don't care what they're saying, where they're coming from, how many people stand behind them or whatever. No, that person right there, the fact that they said they know everything automatically tells me they don't know anything. Okay, I'm done.
1: Yeah. There's also an aspect of self-confidence versus arrogance. So that in self-confidence, people you're engaged in ideation. So you want to know other people's ideas. You want to test your own ideas out with other people mm-hmm. and be willing to shift or change your mind entirely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I know about belief systems, and you can change your belief system in a snap second. Mm-hmm. 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 That's a choice. But you have to make
0: it safe. You do. You have to make it safe for that person to do that. Yep, you sure do. So that's more than lip service. That's more than lip service. Oh, I want you to trust me. Bring me your ideas. You don't have to agree with me, but then it's off with your head. That might be an impactful leader, but not a great one. Yeah.
1: And and that leader that says off with your head, if you Mm -hmm. say something I don't like, Mm -hmm. they're never going to have an effective team that surrounds them. They're going to be going through people, you know, like a temp agency.
0: Don't make me laugh and scream. So, on this <laughs> this podcast. Uh, yes, so
1: I'll continue with some of the other elements of what we might look for in a new leader. Yeah. Or sir. in a, in the leader of your organization. So, you know, look for their, look for how they make decisions are they making decisions based on things that are valuable to the organization or are they making decisions based on things that they think are interesting and cool and not necessarily aligned with anything that's in the strategic plan or the goals of the organization or that support the mission or vision. If, if you don't, if you can't connect the dots on why that decision was being made and if your leader hasn't explained why the decision is being made, um, you know, you've got a little bit of a an uphill climb, I'd say.
0: So back to your issue about being transparent. Yeah. When uh, they are not being transparent, I wonder what you're hiding. Yeah. Right. You know?
1: yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, look, there are varying levels of education that go on within organizations, within even within our government. Um, but, you know, education is not necessarily the measure of intelligence. Is that, I'm just making that up as I say it, but. Yes. uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Particularly when you can buy your degree. Hello. I'm just saying. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you want to see a leader that can make decisions and delegate authority, mm-hmm. right? It has to be shared. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you're backing yourself into being an arrogant leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes by default, right? Unintentionally. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Here it is about communication. Yeah. That person needs to be able to communicate with all of the constituencies. Yeah. Every department may have its own language. Yes. but There's one key message that you have to speak, be multilingual in. Yeah. Communicating with people. And then back to that motivating and influencing people Mm -hmm. to get
1: on board. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, great leaders focus on common objectives rather than personal agendas. Wait a minute. Can you say that one more time? Because that's too good. What? I think I said great leaders Mm -hmm. focus on common objectives Mm -hmm. rather than personal agendas.
0: I'm going to ask you to say that one more time (laughs) and then that's going to be all.
1: What now? Say what? Great leaders Mm -hmm. focus on common objectives rather than personal agendas. You know, I can just ask for my check now. I know that's right, girl. People, right.
0: And I need to smoke
1: a pterodactyl. That was so good. That was so good. Thank you. Ah! Let me also mention, Gloria, that leaders are also mentors, So a great leader wants to develop and grow his or her direct reports. There is no better compliment than if you develop somebody's skill set and they end up leaving your employment to go run something else. To me, that is the height of success. If success, if you define success as always having to be about you, you're going to have limited
0: experience
1: with success.
0: So, you know, when I'm doing my leadership training, and I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to do it, I let my leaders know after the first major break, somehow I will get this in the conversation. I'm looking to see who are the people who have to keep running out? Yeah. Not because of an emergency that they are navigating. Yeah. Just the regular course of the day. Who are yeah. the people who have to keep their folks in a lock because they can't trust them to make yeah. a decision? They yeah. believe they won't do anything. When the cat's away, the mice will play. Mm-hmm. I look at those people who have not trained their people, mm-hmm. not earned their loyalty. Yeah. Not train them to be independent thinkers. Yeah. Not giving them empowerment to make a decision, not about life and death stuff, but just regular, how
1: many reams of paper should we get? Something Absolutely like that, you know? Right. And so, and that really gets back, Gloria, to how how does your leader delegate? And if they're not delegating, then I propose they're not actually a leader. They're a doer that wants to continue having their fingers in the pie. The the most horrible thing is to be the person who
0: knows what to do, reporting to somebody who is too afraid to let you do it.
1: Yes. And for better or worse, that is a common mistake that organizations make. And it's, Frequently, part of the root cause of why uh, we get called in mm-hmm, 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 because mm-hmm. someone keeps getting promoted because they have a charismatic style and they're brilliant, mm-hmm. right? So, they have great ideas. What they are not great at is clearly communicating their brilliant ideas and not trusting that other people can help them implement and operationalize those ideas.
0: Yes. So, I mean, I'm looking at how these these characteristics are really, it's a circular thing because it, it's delegate yes. and make sure people understand, I need to be able to communicate. Yeah. And after and as I'm communicating, if they aren't getting it, I need to be able to empathize with them. What is yeah. going on in your world that might be getting in the way of this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mentoring them, growing uh-huh. them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's a big difference between controlling and leading with influence. And that relates completely to your um, confidence versus arrogance. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I will say, This is my own opinion, and if I had a research team, I bet I could support it, Um, but I'll own it as my own point of view. Not only will a good leader strategically share the credit, but they'll also recognize that they don't know everything and there's always more to learn. Mm -hmm. Humble leaders are also found to be very effective. It turns out that humility is actually a trait that offers a competitive advantage. What Especially, is humility? What is humility? What is Yeah. Humility? I think I would describe humility as um, just having a, a a laser focus understanding of what you're good at and what you're not good at. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: And what I'm good at, somebody else
1: might be better at.
0: Or they might not be better at, but here it comes with my mentoring again. Yeah. I I I, th- I think one of the important things, I don't know what category you'd put this under, would be this person. And you've talked about this several times. This person is leading the whole company. Yeah. Not just the one that excites them the most. Yeah. Or the one they can relate to most easily. Yeah. So you and I are both women. We have to talk to men, women, people who are non-binary. We have to speak with everybody. Everybody. My background is HR. I gotta get out of HR sometimes. Mm-hmm. And talk with people who are doing other things. And yeah. so the president of the United States needs to realize, look at here, honey. The blue states, the red states. We got some purple states, orange states, green states. Let's get all these colors in here. Let's talk about the white people, the black people, the brown people, the red people, the yellow people, the people who have accents from the Carolinas, Mm -hmm. and the people who know how to, uh, they taught me, from Appalachia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. From all of those places, from sea to sand and sea to shining sea, you're the president of the whole. United States, not the fragmented right? Uh-huh. that is what do you call that mindset that person who's able to see all the whole picture instead of just
1: Yeah, so to me that's just strategic leadership. You gotta it, it's strategic you ha- people who are focused in only one area mm-hmm. are living down in tactics land. The real opportunity and the joy and pain and where everything grows is in strategy. The big picture. Yes. Uh, we've got to keep the big picture in mind all the time. And you know, that's relevant to the leader of our country and the leader of my know, family. A, my a family. Cafe, yeah. A cafe down at the corner. That's it. Right? What's important for the whole? What? How do we service our customers? What do our customers want? How do we maintain our own values and serve those customers so that we feel great and they feel great? So th-
0: that, that is key. So that we feel great and they feel great. All of them. Yeah. Here's what you talked about, the, the cafe on the corner. I'm thinking about a Starbucks menu. Him. Lord, have mercy. Yeah. I mean, when I go in there, I will tell y'all, if you're ever with me, here's what I love. So you can get it for me if you want to. I love <laughs> a cafe mocha made with half and half. Don't hate me. This is what we love. Okay. Yes. Get it venty. If it's good, I want a lot of it. Don't give me that little bitty thing. What is that? I can warm it up if it get cold. But see, this is somebody who comes in and knows the whole menu up there yeah. for Starbucks, that is going to be a good leader. Just right. using that as, you know, a metaphor. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Don't you even know there's something other than just straight black coffee. Right. Have you asked me? Have you, Or did you try to figure it out? Did you say, well, this is what I love. I don't care what you love.
1: And really? why don't you love what I love? Something's wrong with yeah. you. Right. So, you know, meeting people where they are. Like what? Meeting people where they are. What's that again? <laughs> meeting people where they are. Come on. Just has to be part of, of the leader's understanding. So, you know, you may want to take a company public and that may be on your five year plan. But, you know, you've got to ramp up your operations. You've got to, you know, position your value proposition to stockholders and investors. Um, There's all sorts of challenges that you have to get ready for. But if you don't understand the landscape of a publicly traded company before you take a company public. (sighs) That's just going to be headaches. Headaches.
0: If you you don't understand how looking at the smallest, most rural uh, community, if they're not successful,
1: we are not successful. And you know how we can monitor that? How can we monitor it? The food supply chain. Come on. Because those small rural communities are growing our vegetables. They are raising cattle. Do we need them? Do we need those people? We need them.
0: You mean yes, to tell me it's do. more than the people on Wall Street that we need? Right. right? Are you really telling me this? hmm Megan, Lord have mercy. I, I want you to know we are running to the end of it our time together. It went so fast. But you know, this thing is real. This thing is real. It's always yeah. been real and always been important, but we need to think as a nation, and as people in our communities, as people in our companies, as people in our families. Yeah. How are we leaving and how are we being led, and what we're gonna do about it?
1: Yep. Absolutely right. And I'll say for your listeners who are emerging listeners, I mean emerging leaders yes. or um, or they're already leaders and they're looking for little tips. I would say, first thing out of the gate, you lead by example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please don't expect people to do something if they don't see you doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be a role model for them. Inspire them with your actions. Show up early. Because when you show up early to a meeting, that's where you find the magic. You find mm-hmm. out what's actually going on in the room, mm-hmm. right? What's mm-hmm. really on people's minds. And you can cut through nonsense in a matter of minutes if you show up early.
0: And I'd like to add another one. Sometimes the magic doesn't happen around the boardroom table.
1: I think without question, this goes back often to meeting, doesn't. meeting people where they
0: are. Yeah. You have to go to the people. I love it when people say, and I know we got to go, but I love it when people say I have an open door policy and here's what I say to them. First of all, you're making me throw up in the back of my mouth, talking about you having an open door policy. That's a piece of paper. Shut up. What I want to know is, do you have an open door practice? Oh, people don't come through your door. Boo-boo, you got a closed door practice. Okay. Yep. Some people come, it's a crack door practice. Some yep. people come and their noses are browner than mine. Um <laughs> they know there's certain things they can say, or it's off with it. That's a different kind of crack door, and I'm not even gonna go through that. Okay. Yep. Yep. Just saying, be real. Yep, be real
1: and I'll the way you can be real with people and we'll close it. We can close it out with this is, and it's a practice, but practice curiosity, Ah. practice transparency. Yeah. And most of all, if you practice gratitude, you feel better. The person you're talking to feels better. The, and that's, that's, really the intersection where trust happens. Thank you, Megan Davis Lightman.
0: Here's (laughs) the last word I want to drop on you, baby. There's a hug
1: in your future. Mm. You want one, okay? cannot wait. Thank you so much. I love you. (laughs) I love you. Thank you so much for inviting me
0: on. Oh my goodness, that was so scrumptiously delicious. I tell you. It was yamalicious. We talked about and Some of my takeaways are leaders, really great leaders, need to first be in touch with and then demonstrate their emotional intelligence. We can just break that thing apart. First be in touch with their emotions and where they're coming from and what they mean, and then have some intelligence about it. Lord, have mercy. They need to be transparent. In other words, I'm not hiding anything. And then they need to be grateful. Show some gratitude for the privilege of leading other people. They need to engage people in ideation. You know what? I don't know everything. So let me get other people's thoughts, perspectives, experiences, their hopes, their fears, things they like, things they don't like. I need to do all that. need to make it safe for people to tell me that, whether I'm going to agree with them or not. See how it's looping back to emotional intelligence. And then leaders of our nations, of companies, families, whatever, need to hold themselves and we need to hold them as people who are following the leaders. (laughs) We need to hold them to a standard. We need to hold a mirror up to them and say, look at yourself. And then we need to be looking at ourselves. What is the impact of what they are doing for real? Not just to one of us, but for all of us. We need to realize that there are positive consequences for working for the benefit of all, of everyone. And there are negative consequences, who were short-sighted and only working for the few or the one.